Surprise, everybody. This is another episode of the Bellarmine Forum Podcast. I am your show host, John B. Manos. Happy to be here with you. We've got a surprise. I promised we would be weekly, and I don't have a guest today. So what I've done is dug out some Father Harden to talk about. When is it not a good time to discuss Father Harden? And most specifically, we're going to talk about his advice on retrieving lapsed Catholics. Let's start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady the Rosary, pray for us. You may have seen it this week. It's been uh, circulating around a number of Catholic groups. There was an article that showed up on Market Watch. Among other things, it said that uh, young millennials are increasingly going towards witchcraft and Wicca and a number of other pagan practices. Nobody should be surprised. Were you surprised when you saw that? I'm not. When you look at the tattoos, uh, the degradation of, of sex, all of these things that are going on, you know that people are looking. Not everybody will worship themselves. And we know from nature, from the Greeks, and even from early church fathers, the recognition, and Father Hardin brings us up too, that uh, part of natural knowledge, part of uh, nature, is to see power in things that are bigger than us and, and to worship them. The Israelites had turned around and done that, and then demons, demons helped that happen too. God revealed himself. And in revealing himself to us forms the basis of religion. Properly understood, the word religion is not what many of us have been taught. This was something that Father Hardin brought up many other times, too. He uh, would frequently talk about John Dewey and Dewey's destruction. Destruction. And meaning that word, that's not hyperbole. Dewey destroyed what people think of religion. And for Dewey brought to us, not the index card catalog system, you know, that's what everybody thinks of when they think of John Dewey. No, he brought so much more. Among the other things is the notion that religion is just a sincere sentiment of belief. Now, in past episodes, or on past posts, not episodes, I have brought up before misguided ecumenism is one of the problems and poor catechesis. Landon, who's been on with me, has also uh, 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 mentioned before uh, the state of catechesis that's presented in churches. We've had other guests uh, thinking of a there's another guest article on there somewhere called subpar catechesis. And you can see examples of what's being pawned off as catechism to our children today. Is it any surprise when you look at the heterodox liturgy, when you look at the, the felt banners, the guitars, when you look at the Gnostic hymns that I've discussed in an earlier episode, that children raised with that don't practice that faith? Why? There's nothing of substance there. If there's nothing of substance and you're taught that religion is just a, a sincere sentiment, then you could just be good. You could be a good person, right? You can be a good person without reference to God. 
And that leads down the road to relativism. Because if you don't have God telling you what's good and bad, then it's just whatever feels right. Whatever feels good. Whatever seems... Hmm. I like the way that person said what they said. You know, it's not... It's a frequent joke among a bunch of friends, but we like to say... uh because it's a, a common complaint among sentimentalists of today. It's it's not what you say, it's how you say it. We'll apply that in religion a little bit more. Look at the things that uh, Gen Xers and younger, you know, if God's just a sincere sentimentality, if God's just something that drives feeling good, he's just a force. Mm. That's what Teilhard de Chardin had said in in his books. But for people that are looking for something real, for people that are looking for God that has real power, that can make evil stay at bay, that can fix wrongs, sentimental forces don't really work, do they? So you can begin to see why the promise of casting spells and learning the secrets of the universe might be enticing to these people. We need to pray for them. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. Now, we can go on and on and on. That was just one example of so many things. You just look at the church pews and you know uh, those uh, Gen Xers, people that are older uh, it's kind of funny because baby boomers, a lot of them do go to churches, but they kind of forgot the church that they grew up with. Many of them, I hear this from from uh, older older baby boomers. They say, Did, where, where were these people? Don't they remember the way it used to be? I just heard that from someone today, as a matter of fact, because a number of the baby boomers just went along with the, with the washout. And along with them, nobody... It's strange that they stay at church, but the ones, but the younger ones have all left. You know it from seeing it, you know it from seeing these things, and I'm going to ask these questions. Uh, do you believe that there's a strong practice of Catholic faith today? Do you believe that catechism is teaching people the true faith? Do you believe that uh, being worried about ecology and natural things really helps people discover what God revealed about himself. If we're going to start teaching true religion, if we're going to do and reveal and bring that faith to others that Our Lady at Fatima showed to the children and invited them to be there. I mean, it was, all the reference was to her son, Jesus. Jesus revealed himself to us. He died for us, was resurrected from the dead, that we might have eternal life as well. It starts there. And a lot of apologetics will get lost in the details of, well, this one said, and that one said, and this one said. But it's really kind of simple. Religion deals with God, the worship of the God who revealed himself to us, i.e. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Now, 
that's all well and good, but how do you deal with somebody who knows all those words and heard that before and still rejected it? I mean, a lapsed Catholic. A lapsed Catholic. Fulton Sheen said that a lot of people, in his mind, nobody hated the church. They hated what they think the church is. And I think you know, the lapsed Catholic problem really does have to do with that. You should recognize right away there's no magic bullet when it comes to reasoning with them because by this time, most of the lapsed Catholics have probably dawdled away into sin or sinful lifestyles, which further dims reason. So laying out a, uh, I've seen where some try to lay out a, a reasoned argument and there's like a flow chart of, I don't know that we could work that way. If we were dealing with a reasonable person, maybe, and those things are helpful, but think about it for a minute. How do you rationally and reasonably deal with somebody whose uh, lights of reason have been dimmed by mortal sin. You need grace. And that starts us right where, uh, right where Father Hardin. Uh, so this is coming from a conference he gave quite some time ago, the title of, it's kind of easy, How Should Catholics Be Retrieved? Part of a um, several topics, several lectures, several things, talks that Father gave on this concept. Sometimes he'd say, how do we retrieve lapsed Catholics? Sometimes, uh, how do we retrieve Catholics? How do we... Always the idea of getting them back. And I'll just shoot off on a sidetrack here. I, I alluded to this earlier. One of the things that bothers me today, um, I mentioned it before, you can see it where there is some hope that uh, immigrants to the church are going to replace the people missing from the pews. I find that deplorable. Our Lord, our Lord in the parable of the good shepherd, doesn't he abandon the flock of 99 to go to retrieve the lost one? We need some of that. We need to do that. You know, people, I know if you're listening to this, you're like me. You know, many, many lapsed Catholics. You might have gone to grade school with them. You might have known them through your life. You might have worked with them. You might work with somebody daily who grew up Catholic and you can see a little glimmer in their eye when they don't, they don't, they don't, they, 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 they like, oh, well, that, you know, they, they have almost a nostalgia for it, but they don't practice anymore. Those people, how do we get them back in the pews? So father gave us five things. The first, in order to rehabilitate the lost Catholic faith of millions, I mean, we, you know, there's millions there must be a heroic practice of our own Catholic faith as the primary condition. Why? Why, why, why? Because we need grace. These people aren't converted through reason, through rationale, through everything. When, when Father John Paul and I spoke in the last episode, Father laid it out beautifully where the stirring in the heart comes from God moving it first. God moving at first is, is, is actual grace. It's grace working on that person. You have to offer up. This goes Sister Rita when talking about the Fatima message. She brought it up, and it's true. We have to offer sacrifices to merit that grace. So in other words, if we identify somebody like that, we need to start praying for them and offering up sacrifices to bring them back. That's tough. 
That's a tough thing. Not only that, we need to do these things on our own. Saying your rosary daily, practicing your faith well. I can think of a situation years ago. Somebody was a, a fairly ardent in their faith, was a neat person to be around. But I remember somebody else saying to them, why are you always happy? Their answer was, I didn't know that I was, but if you see me that way, it's because I go to Mass every day and pray my rosary. And I thought, huh, that's a pretty good answer. Because they didn't, that person didn't think they were happy all the time. But he recognized enough to know that God was working from that, from that perspective, that that person seemed to think when they said, why are you happy all the time that God was working with them, pulling them into something? And his answer uh, led them to, to, to look for more, to look for the sacraments, to look for grace, that they might be happy all the time too. So our first thing, heroic practice of our Catholic faith. I think listening to this podcast, you're either wondering how to do that, which is one of the focuses of our podcast, is to help you do that. Or you're already doing it and you're looking for food on doing more. Yeah, that's one of the things that St. Ignatius would say, that you get to a point in the exercise and you want to do more for God, more for God. So our first point, heroic practice of our own Catholic faith. Point number two, the restoration of sound Catholic education. Surprise! Nobody's surprised by that. How do we do it? How do we do these things? None of us are pastors. Well, there are pastors that listen to this. I shouldn't say it that way. But for us lay people, it's getting involved in religious education one of the ways, well, seen some of the books that in that post on subpar catechesis, I couldn't teach that. I'm not going to, you know, lie to children and tell them that, you know, recycling plastic has anything to do with religion. Sure, maybe it has something to do with stewardship of the earth, but when you're talking about teaching children to know what God has revealed, that has nothing to recycling plastic shouldn't be like 3 months of the of the year. I'm sorry. And anybody who thinks it is has the wrong view of religion. But I, I'd be interested in feedback from, from the listeners on better ways. One of the things we've done on Bellarmine Forum is to put the, 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 the catechism explained there as a way to help. This podcast is another way, just creating good, more influx of good, solid Catholic teaching. I think helping out and helping a pastor or helping with programs Catholic catechism programs at a parish level that are based on things like the catechism explained, that are based on teaching the true faith would be good. If you have ideas, let me know in the comments on the podcast, uh, on the, on the blog post, uh, for this podcast. Point number three, zealous Catholic re-evangelization. Hmm. Re-evangelization. So we're talking about coming back to somewhere that's been evangelized already. This is a concept Father Harden brought up many times. And um, what's well, a better way to put it? 
Do you think that the uh, Do you think that America acts like a Christian nation these days? Do you think that uh, the people at work act Christian? Do you think that? Uh, hmm, let me get a little nasty with this one. Do you think that the non-denominational person down the hallway that goes to the non-denominational church and wears their uh, T-shirt on the weekend uh, for their service project? They might talk about the Bible a lot, but do you get the sense that they know the same Jesus you do? There's a lot of people around us that that, that claim to be evangelized, but uh, at least I wonder if they know the same Lord that we know. And how do you do this? I mean, uh, there's a lot of uh, practical issues. I, I, I think that sometimes we can get the zeal in our hearts and we want to be out there like John the Baptist screaming at people. I mean, can you imagine that? You run down the hallway telling everybody to repent. You know, I think our Lord said it best when he said, uh, be wise as serpent, innocent as doves. Maybe it's a little more crafty, like uh, slipping some uh, miraculous medals around the office place. Maybe it's uh, when you're out walking the dog, uh, the one problem neighbor putting a miraculous medal in their yard. Maybe it's uh, just saying an extra prayer for them. Maybe it's leaving a bite of food on your plate that uh, that the, the, the guy across the street that's always uh, complaining uh, might uh, might see, get some extra grace. The point number four from uh, Father Harden. Catholic penetration of the media. This gets into a topic that was big on Father Harden. It's actually a whole document in Vatican II on Intermerifica and the means of social communication, the means of the media. Um, obviously something near and dear to me. But how do you as a, a, as a regular Catholic... Let's say that you don't blog, you don't have a podcast, you're not on TV. What? Did, how did we become involved? How, uh, absent those things, how does a regular person become involved in the media? Well, for one thing, it's knowing it could be today when you have so much media that it just lies. Just turn them off. Well, I won't know what's going on, and people will, 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 well, people at work will talk about it, and I won't just turn it off. If you aren't there to be in the ratings, to have advertisements put in front of you, look what happened with Target. Target started begging Christians, come back, come back, we're sorry. Same thing with, well, actually, it was Starbucks that that happened to. They ousted the old CEO. The one that said that we, we, he didn't need us to buy their, their coffee. Well, we didn't. And now they, they ousted that CEO after their uh, earnings losses. And the new CEO says, no, 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 that was wrong. Come back. Come back. We want you back. Target quite hasn't learned its lesson yet. I mis misspoke earlier. Um, they seem to keep blaming their, uh, pro their off profits on, uh, on Amazon. Uh, but in the past... Uh, three years online shopping has only gone up two percent targets uh, earnings are off way more than two percent so it's not it's not amazon doing it it's people like you and me saying hey um if god made us man and woman 
And no matter how much somebody puts their mind to it, they can't change themselves and make themselves something else. And uh, no, it's not right to allow men into the women's uh, changing rooms or in restrooms. Same thing with the media. You see that it's happening on a different level for different reasons, even with the NFL, whose ratings are down, way down. I've heard some estimates that over the past two years, NFL's ratings are off of 50%. That means compared to two years ago, only half the people that were watching two years ago are watching today. That's good. You can do that to the media too. But what are other ways? I mean, reporting things, insisting on hearing the truth. Uh, and if you know something's not true, calling it out for not being true. Um, but not only that, it's, it's making sure that you correct how church, how the true faith is represented in media around you. Maybe you're on social media and somebody says something that is contrary. Maybe, uh, um, they think that the Catholic church wasn't founded by our Lord. Tell them, no, Jesus Christ founded the Holy Catholic church. Now, this is a, a, a hmm. do we go into the Martin Luther issue for a minute? I realize all this stuff going on. Maybe you're a parish. I don't know. I haven't heard from many people. I've, I've seen comments about this online. Is your parish having a celebration of Martin Luther? kind of like some of the other things like Seventh-day Adventist or some of the other things. I have a hard time believing that Jesus Christ came, became man, founded a church and abandoned it for 1500 years. I, I just, I just, and I don't think the answer was making a new church. And I don't, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't admire Martin Luther. Um, and nothing's going to change my mind. I've read Hartman Grazar and, and at Father Hardin's, uh, um, recommendation and I don't see I don't see this person that was like lit at with an admiral light for God no I just it nobody's gonna convince me of that he's a clever guy but he, he became less clever I think as his uh later life we mentioned that reason is dimmed the lights of reason get dimmed with sin so it was with Martin Luther yeah, okay. He wanted things to change. He wanted uh, problems to go away. Maybe he should have been praying his rosary more. They had the rosary then. Poles seemed to do it, and it kept Islam out of their country. Martin Luther said he'd rather spend uh, have a Germany rover run with Muslims than by the Pope. Well, maybe that Pope. But no, Luther meant the Vicar of Christ. And as things get a little bit frustrating with uh, Pope Francis today, some might be tempted to think the same thing. But no, don't do it. Say your rosary instead. Don't go the way of Martin Luther. I find it strange that here we are on the course of a... a, Don't worry, I'll get back to point number five on Father Hardin in a second. Here we are at the same time, 500 years later, people are praising Luther. And we're looking at some of the same problems today where they're talking about no-go zones in the U.S., because of Sharia law, lawless areas where infidels aren't welcome or infidels wouldn't be treated with uh, the same rights that uh, 
others would be treated. That's what Luther was talking about, and Luther preferred that to the Pope. Maybe in some kind of mixed-up logic, people think that they can uh, they can hug Luther now in his death and uh, make everything turn around. But I don't think here we are coming up on the uh, the end the, the end of the, uh, the the liturgical year when we're focused on the four last things. Your time for changing stuff is in this life, and and Luther died five hundred years ago. We're not going to be able to change what Luther did. Maybe we can change the effects, but it's not going to happen by uh, whitewashing and creating a hagiography of the guy when uh, uh, and not acknowledging the error there. Point number five from, from Father Hardin on how to get Catholics back are organized efforts of the Catholic laity. Stuff like uh, the Bellarmine Forum. The Wander Forum Foundation was founded exactly as a way to preserve the true faith, to insist on the true faith, to propagate the true faith, to explain the true faith, to be a resource for you to always know and to compare and to find a true faith. How can you be that person around them? One of the ways is, I think it's funny, um, Sometimes when you encounter a lapsed Catholic and they say things that are crazy, uh, like uh, Amoris Laetitia makes this tough, but one of the things that comes up all the time is when they say, well, well, you know, if, it's, if a person's divorced and they want to um, be back in the good graces and going to communion, they start complaining about, well, the church changed fish on Friday. No, the church didn't change fish on Friday. There's still Friday penance there. Yeah, they made it optional. The U.S. bishops made it optional where you could do some other penance. I'm lazy. I'll just eat fish on Friday. Why? Because then I don't have to figure out if the other penance is uh, sufficient. See how that works? It's kind of easy. But what the what the lapsed Catholic will do is start to rationalize. See, if they're complaining, this goes back to Fulton Sheen he talks about. Abraham, he's got a story about Abraham Lincoln and a young man comes running through and stumbles into Abraham Lincoln and knocks him over and he goes, why don't you get out of the way, you big, bad oaf? And Lincoln recognized that it's not what a person says, but sometimes why they say it. And uh, Lincoln said, young man, what's troubling you on the inside? Sometimes that's that way with lapsed Catholics. They'll never bring up what the real problem is but they'll just be railing on something about the church, like the fish on Friday. Or maybe it's a number of other things as well. Your job sometimes, besides praying for those people, is to figure out what the other problem is. Years ago, I knew somebody that called somebody out on that. And that person was going on and on and on and on and on about the church changing the rules about fish on Friday. The other one called him out. He said, what rule do you want the church to change? Maybe you're divorced. And you just want you want them to change that and say it's okay. Well, those two never really saw each other until years later. And the one said, you know, 
When you said that to me, it bothered me, and it kept bothering me. And eventually I went back to confession. And I made my amends with the church, and we're good now. I realize it's a tough, touchy subject to bring up an example like that today when uh, they are trying to change the rules, or at least it makes it look that way. At least it seems like there's some within the church that would like those rules changed. And I made fun of them with the small manifestation of change and stuff like that. But that doesn't change what, what we know as human nature. Most of those people, most of those lapsed Catholics, they've got something they're hanging on to, whether it's a sin or something else. We need to obtain the grace for them. We need our own heroic Catholic practice. Saying your rosary daily. Keeping your daily norms. Do you say a morning offering? Do you go to confession regularly? Well, Father uh, Friar Anthony, when he was on, as well as uh, uh, Father John Paul said the same thing, at least monthly. If you can go more frequently, that's good. Try to go at least monthly. Keeping these things up. Um, you know, buying all the latest programs and stuff like that isn't going to help bring Catholics back. Obtaining graces for them by imploring our Lord for mercy and by asking our Blessed Mother for help. That's what's going to bring them back. And you can do that. This is the beauty of Our Lady's plan at Fatima. You don't have to go down to Starbucks and uh, uh, pound the pavement. I mean, you can do that if you want, but you don't have to. You can pick your rosary up no matter where you are. If you're in the waiting room, the doctor's office, if you're in the car driving your kid to soccer, if you're in the car just going to run an errand, if you're walking the dog, all those places. You could you could say several rosaries a day if you just find those little gaps in there. And, and you don't even, even if it's just not rosaries the whole time, Maybe it's extra memoraries. Maybe it's extra Hail Marys. Maybe it's just turning to Our Lady. Maybe you have a miraculous medal in your pocket and somebody crosses your mind and you just pull that miraculous medal out and you say a memorari for them. It'd be better than be better than going to the bookstore and buying a book, right? Because one of those things actually gets grace. One of those things pulls down grace from heaven to make a difference. Well, these five things, and in, 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 in I think it's something we need to focus on. We need to focus on retrieving Catholics that, and, and, and really, I just saw it two days ago. A friend is a convert. I see him post, uh, I'm sure this was a misinterpretation of Pope Francis that made it sound like, oh no, Protestants don't need to convert. This friend had gone through great troubles to convert. And and, and that's so confusing to, to somebody that's converted to see a statement like that, even though it's probably misquoting the Holy Father. Because yeah, they do. 
if they apprehend the true faith, if they love Jesus, then why wouldn't they join the church that Jesus founded? Why wouldn't they join the one holy Catholic and apostolic church? That's the only one that has our Lord truly present. That's the only one that has the succession back to the apostles. Why wouldn't they join that? Why wouldn't we want them to have the fullness of the faith? Why wouldn't we want them to have the true faith? It's not like it's, oh, it's just good enough over there. The same thing for these millennials or others, you know? I don't think we reach millennials by putting large screen TVs in church. In fact, the exact opposite's there. They're looking for something real. They're looking for something to help them make sense of their lives the way our Lord can. just seems like nobody's told them what the true faith is. Too mealy-mouthed. Too uh, busybody. Too watered down. Jesus Christ founded a church. It's got good news. The good news is that Jesus is alive, truly present in that church. And if they want to know him, if they want him to straighten their lives out, he's there waiting. Like Father John Paul said, waiting with fresh wounds. Waiting. How did Father John Paul put it? He said, when the hand's raised in absolution, it's still bloody. We have a living faith. If you have, uh, maybe you've heard young friends. I think it's kind of funny. The, 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 the fight down here in the South is to try to compete with the Baptists, uh, the mega churches and the non-denominationals who are large. They have big budgets and, uh, they've got lots of programs. And so everybody thinks that programs, programs are what people that get there because what, why when they, they, talk to somebody that's left church that goes to one of these places, they say, oh, I just get so much out of it. Get what out of it? What have they given up to go there? The only person that could say, oh, I get so much out of it, is someone who didn't realize what they were getting in the Catholic church to begin with, right? If you knew... That Holy Communion was the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ. How could you go to an empty concrete building with some regular lay person with their headset on that's singing the hokey pokey as if that's supposed to bring the Holy Spirit down? There's no comparison, is there? And do you think that, uh, oh, I don't know. Do you think that having a, a, a support group is going to bring that non-denominational person back? No. No, no. You know why? Because you can't compete. The church can't compete on terms of who can play the hokey pokey better. Because that's all the other guy has. He's going to be better at it because it's his only game. What brings those people back is telling them what we have. We have our Lord. 
We have his saints. We have his blessed mother. We have the grace. We have the sacraments. Jesus Christ is alive. And he lives in our church. And he's there waiting, waiting. Have you said that to anybody? Sometimes I think we think with apologetics, it's just uh, uh, handing. Don't get me wrong. I think if, if the pamphlet says the right things, you know, tracks, pamphlets, Holy Cards, awesome ministry. Don't get me wrong with what I'm getting ready to say. The problem is when people hand out tracks today, they don't say anything. They say, oh, come join us for coffee and fellowship. Fellowship. You know what? Nobody goes to church for fellowship. I'm sorry. To go to church because there's some problem that needs fixed. and God's there and can fix it. To go to church out of gratitude for a God that loves them so much he died for them. These people going to these non-denominational churches, they're still looking for that. The problem is, the people back at the church they left never told them that's there. How do we get? How do we bring back lapsed Catholics? I'm giving you some ideas from Father Harden. Getting a little bit of fire with some ideas. I didn't emphasize well enough Our Lady. I mentioned the miraculous medals. I mentioned saying your rosary. One of the beautiful things is you can say your rosary anywhere. <clears throat> but with such a good weapon as the rosary, maybe in your parish they're too focused on activities and bingo. I like bingo, don't get me wrong. But bingo's not an apology. Well, it could be. We could maybe talk about that another time. You know what I'm talking about, though. The busybodies. Let's spend some money and make some activity and it'll help. Let's throw, let's throw, some, let's throw some craft money at this problem. Let's make some new felt banners. They're not coming back for that. Would you come back for that? Why are you there? Sometimes I wonder why some of the other people are there. But I know if you're listening to this, it's because you found our Lord and you want to know more about him. Same reason I go to church. I want to be there with our Lord. I want to be there with the Blessed Mother. I want to be there with the saints. I'm hoping I can spend the rest of eternity with them. So I started doing, spending time with them now. Maybe that's the question you ask if you lapse Catholic, you know. What are you looking for? What do you find over there that... And where do you think it's going to be there forever? Some of those questions like that play into human nature. But at the end of the day, Father Harden starts it there. It starts with grace. We need actual grace. Grace isn't cheap. Look at a crucifix. I'll tell you how expensive grace is. What did Jesus say? We have to pick our cross up. I'm here. You're there. We both have to pick our cross up. Follow our Lord. Merit some graces. And start getting these people back back from the pit of hell that's the non-denominational church, back from the pits of hell that are whatever these millennials are doing with this uh, pagan stuff. Some of them are going because they don't even, I mean, many of them probably never even got catechized to begin with. I can say one thing. I don't know where that person is, but uh, if you've ever been in a Whole Foods and you've seen all of the uh, gauges that 
they get in their ears and noses and the tattoos and the strange haircuts and stuff like that. I remember one there one time, uh, it's funny because I'm always, I seem to make friends with the people that work there. And I remember most of the stores that go in, shouldn't we all be that way? Cheerful enough for bringing our Lord to places that were memorable. But I can remember talking to somebody when my groceries were checking out. And I said, what are you looking for in life? You ever ask somebody that question? And it was funny because the next time I was in there, they said, nobody's ever asked me that. I never thought about it. I don't know. And, and this was a week later. They'd still thought of that question. The best I could tell you is, what did our Lord ask people? What do you seek? Whom do you seek? I didn't ask it that way, but it's kind of what was moving me. You can do this anywhere. I don't know if that was a lapsed Catholic or not, and actually I'm kind of off of Father Hardin's points at the moment. I'm trying to encourage you to evangelize, re-evangelize, to be uh, aggressive in a way that you might not have thought of. After all, we, we need to be bringing people back to the pews. And isn't it, I think that we have everything. We have infinity to give them. We have everything that the Father gave to Jesus, he gives to us to give to them. I mean, it just would be good enough for a number of these people that are lost in the in, in, in modernism, just to, for them to know the Blessed Mother, right? We should talk more about this. I want you to, uh, if you have experiences bringing lapsed Catholics back, uh, let me know about it in the comments on the blog post. There's a prayer here that I have on the, on the notes from this talk from Father. And it's a prayer for the return of lapsed Catholics to the church. This is written by Father Hardin. Almighty Father, you desire not the death of the sinner, but that they may be converted and live. Pour out upon us your mercy and hear the prayers of your servants. Soften the hearts of your children who have strayed from the true faith which you establish for their salvation. They are now forgetful of their duties as Catholics and pursue the pleasures of the world. Grant that they may quickly return to the practice of every Christian virtue, so that their lives may shine with the integrity of faith, the fervor of piety, and the ardor of charity. Restore them all to your sacraments and to the life of your grace, through the merits of the most precious blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Mary, Our Lady of the Rosary, pray for us. Mary, our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. There you have it. Uh, just you and me sitting down talking on the Bellarmine Forum podcast. This was episode nine. Now, for those who are quick-witted, you know that last time with Father John Paul, I said that that was episode nine. Originally, it was supposed to be. So what happened to episode eight? I'm not telling for now. You'll find out soon enough. This was episode nine with your host, John B. Manos, talking on 
the ways Father Hardin told us to get lapsed Catholics back, retrieving lapsed Catholics. I'm your show host, John B. Manos, president of the Bellarmine Forum. Production of this episode was underwritten by an anonymous donor that asks you to say your rosary daily. If you would like to underwrite production of the podcast, contact the forum using the contact form on the website bellarmineforum.org or call us at the phone number in the footer of the website. This podcast is a production of the Bellarmine Forum, formerly known as the Wanderer Forum Foundation, founded in 1965, 52 years ago, on the heels of Vatican II, as a faithful enclave of the Catholic faith. In other words, we help you, ordinary Catholics, and I'm an ordinary Catholic too, but we provide you with the tools to survive the progressive modernist onslaught and thrive in it, bring back souls to the church. That's what we're here for. That's what we help you do. And if we're not doing good at it, let me know. If we're doing good at it, let me know too. Thanks be to God. Some people let me know. We've had a number of people come back to uh, a full heroic Catholic practice. Please God, many, many more. Our producer sits at the right hand of the Father and will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. Our executive director made all things visible and invisible and also made that great beast Leviathan just to have fun. Yeah, he's that kind of guy. I like him. Our technical director is an unnamed angel assigned to us by the producer per show. The Bellarmine Forum is a nonprofit public charity recognized as a Section 501c3, and all donations are tax-deductible to the maximum extent permitted by law. This show is copyrighted by the Bellarmine Forum 2017 to the greater glory of God and the honor of his blessed mother. Amen.